Country music is timeless. It's rooted in tradition and storytelling. It's the simplicity that sets it apart from all other forms of music. But like with all things, change happens. Over the years, we've seen country music go from rigid, traditional sounds to hip-hop beats infused with a fiddle and everything in between. But with a genre so heavily entrenched in tradition, how can you toe that line of honoring the past while still having a modern sound that people want to hear? For Joe Nichols, carrying that torch is a full-time job. Joe Nichols was born in Rogers, Arkansas, and has been honoring those who came before him in country music for more than two decades. Nichols kicked off his music career at age 19 when he signed a record deal with an independent label in 1996. Unfortunately, that signing brought little success, and he was dropped from the label. Soon after, like most musicians waiting on their chance for a career in country music, he was taking odd jobs in Nashville just to make ends meet. Unsinkable ships Luck would change for Nichols in 1999 when he met Nashville session guitarist Brent Rowan, who helped him land a record contract with Universal South Records. He released his second album, Man With A Memory, in 2002. The album's debut single, The Impossible, hit number three on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart and was declared the 10th most played country song by Billboard in 2003. That album would give Nichols an ACM award for top new male vocalist, three Grammy nominations, and a platinum certification from RIAA. His follow-up single, Broken Heartsville, would be Nichols' first number one song. Not against her will, I've got time to kill. Down in Broken Heartsville. Nichols was now in the country music spotlight. He spent most of 2004 opening for country music legend Alan Jackson on tour. In 2005, Nichols would release his fourth studio album, Three, and score his second number one song with Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off, which was the lead single off the album. Both the single and album received RIAA gold certifications. My only thought was Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off. From 2010 to 2015, Nichols would strike gold several more times with songs like Gimme That Girl and later Sunny and 75, which was released under Redbow, a partnership he signed with after leaving his former label in 2012. The follow-up single, Yeah, also reached number one on the charts, giving Nichols six number one songs to date. And I'm somewhere, somewhere, Today, Nichols continues to honor the traditional sounds of his heroes while still making huge strides in today's ever-changing country music sound. A perfect mix of old and new, Nichols is a country legend in the making and shows no signs of slowing down anytime soon. My name is Brew, and this is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off for more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Joe Nichols. All right, so it is always... Sunny and 75, but we get to talk to Joe Nichols. I'm sorry for the cheesiness, but welcome to the Spout <laughs> Podcast, man. How are you? I appreciate it. I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Like I said, so nice to get to see you and catch up with someone who will all like love you as a guy in music, like everything combined. It's just great to catch up. I feel like it's been so long. It's been a little crazy. You know, everybody's been kind of uh, wondering what to do. So a lot of people have been in the studio making records since they couldn't be out in front of fans, you know, doing shows. And in the meantime, found a lot of songs that I was really comfortable with. And Benny Brown found a lot of songs that uh, he liked. 
Well, not a lot of empty time in there. Not a lot of useless time anyway. It seems like it flies by, dude. Like, it's just 2022. What, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. It's so interesting about, like, switching labels. And I know, like, you were on a label, and then um, he stepped away, who was the guy who brought you in. When you're finding yeah. a new label, is it, like, a process of finding a good fit? Does it you take the time to, like, see which one works best for you? Or That's, that's a great question. When I was on Red Bow, Benny was my guy. You know, Benny signed me there, and he dug the kind of music that I dug. You know, he was all into old school stuff. Merle Haggard, we always shared moments and laughter and shared music with uh, about Merle Haggard and, and a lot of old stuff. Um, and when he sold the label, it was, it was just a different dynamic. The relationships with the new leadership hadn't been formed, and I didn't really know them that well. And the new people came in, and there's just it was going to take a lot of time. I don't think they were big fans of my music. That's nothing to say against them, but that's just kind of how it was. And and so we mutually thought it'd be best for everybody just to go separate ways and find another opportunity. They had a spot, you know, for maybe a younger guy or, or a guy that's maybe a little more musical, their taste. And I could be free to go find a, another opportunity with somebody like Benny Brown, who kind of see things the way I see him. And now in the spot you're in, do you, you feel like you have the freedom to really do what you want to do and like explore new things or not just freedom. There's a lot of trust. Trust that people know what they're doing, especially Benny Brown. I do feel free in a lot of ways because I'm working with people I love. I don't understand. saying I love working with these people. I mean, I love the people that I'm working with because, you know, most of the time you don't in this business. I think we all mean well for each other. So whatever it takes to do the right thing for each other, we do. I want to run these numbers by you because I don't know if you're like a stats guy or even if you look at this or anyone sends it to you. <laughs> Joe Nichols music on all the streaming platforms is 17.8 billion audience impressions over 588 million streams to date and 2.3 million every week like do those make sense wow well they sound like big numbers <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if they make sense i wish i could kind of put that into into a category up here right or it clicks but it doesn't but it sounds like a big number and i'm mm -hmm. i'm thankful that that's there hopefully we'll get some money eventually <laughs> i know. <laughs> you know they pay you for those things <laughs> one day we'll get pages where's all oh. the money <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those royalty checks you do one commercial years ago you get like 20 cents in the mail where's the check and it is so different now and i would love to hear your perspective on it like is it weird or anything surprise you now the way music is where there's so much more streaming and you can get into it in so many different ways now make the analogy like a sport you know if you if you grew up playing the game of baseball and you throw the ball hit the ball catch the ball and that's the way the game is played and all of a sudden a new thing called analytics comes out and says well you don't necessarily throw it all the time sometimes you roll the ball and sometimes bunting is the only way to hit and sometimes you just steal bases all day long the game is different mm -hmm. uh, but for this guy that grew up playing t-ball and baseball and all that kind of stuff it's it's hard to adjust to what the new boundaries are and I think that's more in the business part of the music business that I that I try not to understand a lot of anyway, because it make my head hurt and then it'll make my soul hurt. It is different nowadays. The the numbers, the way they calculate, the way everybody gets paid, who gets what part of the pie. It still doesn't make total sense to me. I think a guy from the Black Keys put it best. You know, the, the guy that, were, that invented Spotify is worth, what, two or three billion dollars, never played an instrument. <laughs> and Paul McCartney's worth what a billion and a half, you know, yeah. one of the greatest of all time. That's just kind of the world we're in. You know, we're, we're adapting to that. I do love yeah. hearing all those numbers and thank you to Spotify for contributing to that. That's sounds good. Absolutely. I mean, shout out to Moneyball too. What a great movie. And like, yeah. <laughs> I love those analytics. You know what I mean? Analytics. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you can get on base, Joe, they're going to get you on the team. So no worries on that. Let's get um, on base. Put me in, coach. That's right. and not, to, not to mention about the whole new wave, but like, I don't know if you follow anything with TikTok, but people can blow up overnight and just get a record deal. Like, it's just a, yeah. it's a crazy world of what music is, uh, come to. But I mean, you had yeah. a fast climb. Like, it's maybe not a fast climb, but, um, a really cool story. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, uh, you starting off the very first job besides the, the blueberry picking, but the DJ okay. job, uh, back in the <laughs> bars. I mean, explain the yeah. bar to me because it sounds like it's not like a radio DJ, which I'm a radio guy. So I would have been thrilled, yeah. but it's more of like, um, a venue type DJ. We had this place that was called boot scooting and it was on a, a little bitty, uh, public lake called Lake Atlanta in Rogers, Arkansas. And it's little, basically a dance floor and some tables. It looked like a regular bar. The only thing we didn't sell booze. So all the teenagers could come in and get like their pre-training for how to go out to clubs. Capri signs. <laughs> this is where you go and you can't drink. And this is, you know, the older couples that, that want to come in and dance and they don't want the bar stuff and the fights and stuff. But this is where you were trained to go to be, you know, line dancing in bars. That's, uh, but that's where I worked at, you know, kind of playing music. And they had a band in there on Friday and Saturday nights. I'd sit in with the band and stuff and, that's that's kind of my first gig that I remember. Yeah. And then, I mean, talk about moving, upgrading gigs just years yeah. later, 04, traveling with Alan Jackson and Toby Keith. I mean, yeah. what do you think your your uh, country DJ self would have said if you told yourself, you know, you'd be touring with those guys? When I first got the call to tour with Alan Jackson, I, that to me it was like winning the lottery. It was like, this is going to be amazing. Not because of what it did for my career, but what it did for me, like ego wise, like I'm on a stage with Alan Jackson. This is one of the greatest icons of country music ever. And he's letting me come tour with him. I hope I don't look like an idiot. There was a, uh, you know, I'm sure lots of moments that I did look like an idiot, but um, I just thought that was the biggest thing. Cause I thought so much of him. I think the world of that guy mm -hmm. uh, and Toby as well, you know, I, th I thought these were huge, huge opportunities career wise. And that was good. I, I heard a lot of people in the business tell me what, what that meant for my career. But the coolest part for me was I'm on stage in front of 20,000 Alan Jackson fans and they're going to put me in, you know, next to him in the, in the car, you know, in the CD player. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And now you're the, you know, you're the soundtrack to so many <laughs> memories, which is wild to me because you know how like you hear a song and it always brings back uh, yeah. some memory in your life. Like, how does it feel to have so many songs that people like, oh my gosh, Joe Nichols, that's like a huge part of my life. Of course, it's the best compliment and worst compliment you can get. It's one of the best things when I hear somebody come up in the meet and greet line and go, man, then be a 30 year old person comes to the meet and greet line and say, man, I grew up listening to you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. I appreciate it. But uh, ow, that stung a little. You sure? Yeah. You grew up listening to me. Um, but no, it's, it, those are great compliments, wonderful compliments. And I love the soundtrack to life because when I listen to the old stuff that I did, you know, Broken Hearts, Philly, Impossible, I think about where I was in my life at that time. The Christmas album is another one that the other day, you know, just not too long ago, we were, we had that in the car uh, on on rotation, you know, and I, a song would pop on from that album, Silent Night or something like that. I remember the days I spent in the studio working on that record. And I remember what kind of mentality I had uh, making that. And talk about the soundtrack of your life. I was making a Christmas album. I was probably as depressed as I've ever been in my life. And there's been some good depression in my life. And I remember these Christmas songs, every one of them would make me just start bawling like a baby. I couldn't get through a song and I'd stop, take a break, you know, go take a drink or something somewhere. But I, I would come back in and, and have to hold it together to sing happy Christmas songs. Listening to that Christmas album, I'm like, wow, doesn't make me feel like that now. <laughs> but it sounds like I was so happy and or so kind of light and into the Christmas yeah. spirit. And 
We cut it in the middle of like August or something, and it was a hundred degrees outside. Right. But that's um, so interesting because you don't think about it like the bad memories. Someone could come up to yeah. you, like, Joe. I was going through a breakup, and your song oh, was yeah. on in the background. And I hate oh you. yeah, <laughs> I've gotten all kinds of crazy stories. I had a guy tell me the other day um, he lost his virginity. To, yeah. <laughs> all right. You know, some things. <laughs> We're not, wait, this yourself. Is, this is this is PG. Are, are we PG or are we are? Oh, you're golden. Uh, it's okay. podcast. Okay, okay good podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I first thought I had to this guy. I was like, hey, man, I, that's cool. <laughs> that's, hey, that's back cool. up a little bit. You're too close. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We don't need to go any further than that. <laughs> you know, I, but I think that's beautiful about music. And if you can have the kind of impact like that where people remember you and remember where they were, what they were doing when they heard this song, that's a pretty special deal. It makes this music thing more than just about money, really, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I mean, I think that's always yeah. what it's been about. And yeah, you brought more joy than anything else. So that's the best part. And you went through <laughs> oh, no. Jerry's that out. Guy, for that guy, a lot of joy, whoever the, mm. <laughs> the virginity guy. At least a couple minutes there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you transition from that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode of the Spout Podcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Duh. Everyone always says, new year, new us, but why wait for a resolution? And start now with the fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals from HelloFresh that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. The customization with HelloFresh is insane. You can customize your favorite dishes with their new Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. So let me do the math real quick. On average, you can save $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. And it's the same stuff, but it comes with the recipes and how to make it amazing. That's money back in your pocket. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Spout16 and use code Spout16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Spout16 and code Spout16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. We all need protein, and it's not just for the muscles, but for so many other essential things in the body like bone health. Ritual's essential protein is a delicious plant-based protein powder with three distinct formulas designed to meet the body's changing protein needs. The reason I use protein is to replenish the body after an intense workout. Let's talk about the Ritual difference. It's traceable. With Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, you know the what, how, and why of every labeled ingredient, which is huge in the supplements world. 
And you'll find that it's all the good stuff. No added sugar or sugar alcohols. It's soy-free, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Plus, it's great tasting, delicious, handcrafted vanilla flavor from sustainably harvested Madagascar vanilla bean extract. Ooh, it's fancy. Ready to shake up your protein ritual? Our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash spout. Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love with it. So you might as well try it out. Ritual.com slash spout today for 10% off your first three months. No, let's yeah. go to, um, where are you at right now, by the way? You're in a different phase of life. Are you, um, are you in like Nashville or? No, I'm in Texas. I live in, mm-hmm. um, in Tyler, Texas, a little, uh, town east of Dallas, directly in between Dallas and Shreveport. And I love it, man. It's, it's the place I wanted to raise my kids. Um, Heather, my wife, Heather, her family is all around there. They're all uh, from, from East Texas there. And so being kind of dug in with family and, and having a lot of people I can depend on down there for a lot of things. That's just kind of where we wanted to be. Everything I have business wise is still based out of Nashville. I still fly to Nashville and I join the tour out on, you know, whatever towns we're going to start in and, and uh, fly home from there. But uh, yeah, my life, my home life, when I, when I step off the plane in, in Tyler, uh, I turn into a different guy. It's dad. Mm-hmm. It's dad. It's with poop on my shoe and puke on yeah. my shoulder. You know, that's kind of, <laughs> that's the dad world I live in. What's, what's yeah. harder, uh, getting a hit song or being a dad? What's, what's the harder feat? Ooh, well, I, I can look at that two different ways. Number one, getting the dad part right. Mm. That is the hardest thing. I think being a dad is Anybody can do it, I think. Yeah, you just turn hey, on some Joe Nichols and you go to the... Be, be <laughs> turn on hey, don't, don't stick your finger in that light socket. Way to go, Dad. Uh, being a good dad, knowing the right thing to say at the right time, I think that's way harder than having a hit. That I catch myself so many times, and my daughter will come up to me with some kind of profound problem, and I'll go, I'm going to need to do something else right now because I don't know what to say. I don't know what kind of advice to give you, <laughs> so about. I'm just not going to say anything. Doing the best you can. That's all you can ask yes, for, yes, you know? That's exactly right. Sometimes saying nothing is the best advice. Yeah. Oh, and talking about hits, you know, future hit makers, maybe. Your daughters, I hear they're super talented. Oh, they are, yeah. They're they all are. singers? They're all singers. Um, my nine-year-old, she's such a little artist mentality. She paints and draws just from memory, and she draws dimensions mm. and things. And I I can't wrap my brain around how an artist's mind works like that, painting. And, um, and then she'll write songs, and then she'll write how she feels. And then she'll sing something in a very stylistic way. And I'm like, who is this little kid, this nine-year-old kid. But my seven-year-old is a great singer, but she's a performer. And it's all Mm -hmm. about how do my shoes look? How does my Mm. dress look? Let it go. Let it go. That's the the seven-year-old. And so an artist and a performer. And I got, that's the worlds I have right now at the house. Yeah. Well, I know you probably as a parent want to wait on like, diving into the business for that side because you know how it is and all that <laughs> and it's like you know yeah. let them live their lives before they even explore That's that right. but like you know we hear so many stories about the music industry we all know there's different avenues and stuff what's something about maybe the music industry that if somebody like you say your daughters were trying to get into it that they don't know and maybe would want to be you know cautious of i put it like this to my child or anybody's child this business does not give you results for the work uh, you could do everything right. You could be the best, the brightest. You could do the everything right. You could be the luckiest. All those things could come together magically and happen. And you would still, you could still fail because somebody in, in an office somewhere decided, no, 
Mm. And that's that simple. You could do everything right. You could, you know, if you were in <clears throat> wanted to be a lawyer, you go to graduate uh, college, you graduate uh, law school, you take the LSAT and you all of a sudden you, you pass the bar and you have a law degree. Well, at the after that pass the bar thing, if there were a guy sitting in an office that was about 100 pounds overweight, smoking a cigar and had no reason, didn't know anything about being a lawyer, let alone having to make decisions. If that guy said, flip a coin, you can make it. If it doesn't land on heads, all that was for nothing. And you walk out of out of uh, law school or town and you have no career. That's kind of the way I would describe it to kids, that you, there's still a lot that's not even in your control and you could do all of it right. And you could Man. be the best in the town. The most talented, some of the most talented singers and writers are people you've never heard of. People that, mm -hmm. you know, make their money on Broadway, people that are dying, starving, trying to get a demo heard or trying to get in a studio to make a demo. What I would tell kids, be prepared to do everything you can and still fail. Wow. While they're growing up still and enjoying things, I want to go back to the home life in Texas. I heard you have this bougie golf cart that I want to know about. It's got like <laughs> velvet seats or something. What is red this? Velvet seat. you got chrome wheels, red velvet chrome seats. wheels. You give rides on that? Like, what's in, the, yeah. you got to pay? Oh, yeah, man. In, in my defense, that was all Heather. That was all okay. my wife. It sounds like something I would do, though. It really totally would. do that. But now she she did that. And I remember we pulled it up to the country club for the first time. You know, of course, very Bushwood type country club. We play golf, and they're like, "That oh, yeah. cart isn't going on this golf course." And I'm like, "Well, we get we get a ride with my I get a problem with my ride here, my my pimping ride, yeah. my chrome wheels and my red velvet seats." And they were not having it. Everything was uniform. Like I said, a little bit of a snooty country club, but that was my wife. My wife's doing. Yeah. What's the next edition? You're gonna put a fridge in that thing, like heated seats. <laughs> I mean, I guess in Texas you don't need it. Six, six, eight inch lift kit on it. Maybe oh, why I don't not? know. Some, Take some it hunting too. Yeah. Maybe Throw a deer a gun on the rack. Back of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gun rack. Oh, that'd be nice. You just gotta yeah. keep. Every time we talk now, I want to hear like the next installment. Yeah. It just keeps <laughs> going up. I put oh. the Longhorns on the front of it, man. Like yo, full Texas. As you're getting back into, you know, the performing, like I'm sure you got some tours, like or some performance dates coming up and, you know, you're going to be pushing these songs. But what's something in your free time that you do that maybe we don't know about? I do a lot of golf. That that, mm. that does me a lot of good because, you know, I usually play with a couple of friends of mine and whatever crazy things are rolling around in my head. I usually at some point spout those off in that golf game and they let me know how crazy I'm thinking. So that's a, a good, it's kind of like an accountability meeting for a couple yeah. hours while you, while you swing the golf club. Free therapy. And, uh, and but I tell you what, I, I got to hit an intense workout every day. I got to hit some kind of 20, 30 minute high intensity workout every day and just kind of relieve all the jitteriness in my body. That actually helps me every day get, get some stuff worked out. I feel that I'm the same way. It's almost like a therapy type. It really yes, is. Honestly, the absolutely. gym is such a good therapy to, if you yep. can't really verbally get out some of those emotions, I feel like, you know, gym is such a great alternative. Right. So absolutely. Uh, what about you cook at all? Like, would you ever have a restaurant? <laughs> uh, I do cook. I do. Uh, actually, probably the majority of the cooking mm. over the past year or two. Um, I do like to cook. I'm better at it than I used to be, um, but I could never own a restaurant. I, I learned a valuable lesson early on from a person that's uh, owned a few of those restaurants. Never invest in anything that can uh, eat mm. uh, or go bad or spoil. And uh, that's that's pretty much it don't don't buy horse races uh horses and uh don't buy food don't buy yeah. restaurants we'll just stick to the eating part let them, let to, them run was, the yeah. business that's right i'll let you worry about that <laughs> well arkansas they have uh the 2022 
Food Hall of Fame finalist. I was trying to think if I ever, I have never been to Arkansas, sadly. I can't wait to get out there and visit here. It's a lovely All place. Right. What's the spot? Like if I go out there, what, what, what do I got to eat? Well, in Northwest Arkansas, I'd say Wright's barbecue for sure. Um, those eat places kind of a chain. It's kind of throughout Mississippi and Arkansas. If you, if you're a steak eater, mm. uh, their steaks are massive. I think they're poorer houses for two or three people, about 48, 52 inches. It's some of the best cuts of meat I've ever had in my life. So it's Doe's Eat Place. That's in Fayetteville. I'm trying to think of some of the old places that I used to roam around. Uh, I'll I'll read you the list real quick. Dairy King, Porsche. You ever hear of them? (laughs) It's like, these might be new ones since you've been there. But Herman's Rib House, Fayetteville. Heard of Herman's, yep. Heard of Herman's. He's on the list. Uh, K. Hall and Sons Produce, Little Rock. All on the list of nominees. Uh, Dairy King. I thought I said Dairy Dairy Queen. I was like, wow, they're nominating Dairy Queen for (laughs) (laughs) the We're country, but man, that's bad. (laughs) A little too much. Um, Speaking of country, new song out with Blake Shelton. That's got to be so exciting. I mean, what a guy. I mean, I know you've known him for like 20 plus years, but like everyone seems to have a Blake story, and I'm sure he has a Joe Nichols story, but when you think Blake Shelton, like what comes to mind? You know, that guy is the same guy that I first met 23 years ago. He's the same exact guy. He has always been loud and the kind of humor that only he can have. Yeah. If I tried some of the things that he says, man, people would punch me in the face, you know, because it's it's crude and it's but he does it in a way that's just kind of his personality. He's not not a harmful way. It's just kind of mm-hmm. his personality, how he is. So in that regard, I think he's truly a unique person. He is a one of a kind kind of person. Now, I think it's great having him on this record is so cool because and he didn't have to do it. He's a big star. He's on The Voice. He's probably doing a hundred different things with a hundred different people, and and doesn't really have a lot of time to just do nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, for him to say, "Yeah, man, let's do it. We've always wanted to do something like this, so let's do it." And he went in the studio and on his own time and put his part on it. And I thought, man, that sounded like a hit before, but now it really does sound like a smash. Just gotta get the cherry on top now with the, with the old music video. Get him in on that. That's right. And- it's going to be a blast, I'm sure. It would be great if we let him direct a music video. Oh, man. That would be epic. I think it'd do great. I think it would, too. I think we need to make it happen. Uh, Good Day for a Living song is out. You know, you got a music video off of that. Um, instantly, I think of, you know, Good Day for Leaving. What's one of your best memories, like the best days of your life? Woo. I'll tell you this, and uh, not to get too deep into one thing. When I first got sober, first time I ever felt grateful for everything. I think that's a big, big, huge uh, monumental time in my life. Uh, When my babies were born, all three of them, when my daughter, Dylan, who uh, Heather and I struggled with with, uh, infertility for several years, uh, we had six miscarriages before Dylan came and she was a miracle. There are so many things that had to happen just right for her to come into this world. And when she first came out of the womb and she cried instantly, Mm. I was broken down in tears. Heather was a mess. It was, it was the most relief and joy I've ever felt in my entire life. And I don't know if she'd feel the same way. That's beautiful. And of course, when the Cardinals won the World Series, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. I mean, I like it. I like game six, 2011 World Series. That was a pretty nice feeling down, down to your last strike twice. Man. David Freeze, Lance Berkman still hunting the Texas Rangers dreams. Oh, man. What a time. Missed those man. days. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. What would you be doing if you weren't uh, a country music star? Like, would you be would you be a GM? Would you dabble into that? I don't think I'd have the temperament for that for that okay. kind of job. But I tell you what, I could comment on a lot of things. I could sit back in armchair quarterback just about anything. But no, I I definitely get into broadcasting with sports. I'd love. Oh, it's so uh, cool being in that in in some capacity broadcasting with sports. 
That's amazing. Well, I mean, we're so excited now that you're, you well, um, obviously that you're still <laughs> performing and you're going to be hitting the road and putting out new music. Like, what else do you want to tell people about uh, the next wave of Joe Nichols that's coming out? Well, I'll tell you, I'll start with this album. The uh, The album is is good top to bottom, man. It's got a lot of 90s throwbacks kind of songs in there, some country dance songs that I would have played at that non-alcoholic bar. <laughs> I would have played some of these tunes there. There's a lot of positivity in this record. You know, Good Day for Living is a good example. Home Run was a good example of positivity. You know, I think that the world needs to kind of lift its chin a little bit and look a little brighter and smile a little bit. Good Day for Living is our Ted Lasso. (laughs) Hopefully going to put everybody in good mood. It's, It's a good album, man. I'm really happy with this album. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, we're so glad to have you back. I feel like everybody's had that same kind of reaction. They're like, you're alive. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, you know you're alive. Yeah, it's just, you're one of those guys. You can do what you want now. Yeah. You don't have to do anything for us. So, I mean, ah. we're just happy that you are back, you know? I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you. To see more of Brew's conversation with Joe Nichols, search Spout Podcast on IG or Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com. Next week, Lauren Spencer-Smith spouts off if i need a break i want to go hang out with my friends that know me for lauren not know me as lauren Hunter smith those three people remind me that i'm like a normal person and that my life isn't overwhelming and you know we just do stupid stuff we used to do when we were kids like we'll go surfing or go to the beach like just all the normal things you do as a teenager i hang out with the three people they give me that feeling the spout podcast is presented by alpha media and created by phil becker spout Hey y'all, this is Joe Nichols. My new album, Good Day for Living, is out right now. Here's the title track. Living it up, living it right. Living each day one day at a time. Ain't making no worry no bigger than it is when it isn't. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to wake up and do it for the love. Glass that full while I fill the rest up. Gonna take a sweet sip of whatever life's fixing. It's a good day. Brand new song, brand new single, Good Day for Living. Available everywhere. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.